You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Guys, everybody, welcome in to a Locked on Texans Tuesday, your daily Texas talking news update here. Whether you're having a Taco Tuesday, Turkey Brother, Turkey Burger Tuesdays, it does not matter. You are going to get news for your favorite team because we're Locked on Texans, a part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman, along with my counterpart, Cody Davis. And, all, and as always, you can find Locked on Texas on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, and Spotify. The Houston Texans have a big week in store for them on Sunday when they face off against the Tennessee Titans because that AFC South title is now up for grabs. As of right now, the Houston Texans are currently fourth in the AFC playoffs, and boy, things about to get very interesting for the Houston Texans. Very much so. The Tennessee Titans are on their heels. The shakeup of the AFC playoff standings, and the, the Steelers are continuing to win. And by the way, just to take a moment, I think Mike Tomlin has a real case here for Coach of the Year. Down to his he should win Coach of the Year. He should. Down to his third-string quarterback, Facing injuries the entire year, still has his team in a position to make the playoffs. This has been, if not his best, one of, I think it's his best coaching season I've seen in his entire career. Maybe you can look at other years, the year that they won the Super Bowl. That's up for debate. But pure coaching off what you have, shout out to Mike Tomlin. And a lot of people have an issue with the Houston Texans coach, considering I get a follow. We're going to get back to it because today, like we said, we're going to talk talk about the AFC South shakeup. We're going to talk about the AFC playoff shakeup. But I get a follow today from a guy who's going to call him Duke. I get a follow. Let me follow Duke back. I'm sure he'll be a fun follow. He goes, at some sports guy, which is my Twitter name, everyone's fought but Billy O's. And whose job is it to make sure they don't come out flat? Whose offense only got three points in the – <laughs> Three first half points, but not going to put any blame on the offensive genius, Billy O. Where is Clowney to help that pass rush? Ask GM, Billy O. Can I say something real quick, Cody? Go ahead. <laughs> yes, the offense gave up three points. Only scored three points in the first half. And I get it. That's frustrating. I understand it. I, I really do. However, what was my main reason why I picked the Texans to beat this team? Because they only score 16.5 points per game. What was the halftime score? 31-3. At some point, do we ever put blame on Romeo Cornell? This is the same D.C. Now, mind you, he's a Hall of Famer coach. He's one of the greatest to do it. I understand that. But we got to call a spade a spade, and that's what I'm about to do. Do not forget the Saints game. Did he not call off that game? There was basic coverage on Sunday. Do Does anybody have, you know, are you going to take a, a, a blame on him? Are you going to put blame on Romeo Cornell? And players coming out flat, come on, guys. These are professionals. They're getting paid millions. That's The coach's job 
is to coach them up, get them on the field, put them in the best position to win. You know that the Titans are hot right now. You know the AFC is steady changing. That's not enough. That's the same thing that happened against the Baltimore Ravens game. Came out flat. Came out flat Sunday. Allow a a first-year quarterback in his second game to put up 31 points on your head before halftime. Oh, and to the Jadavian Clowney, didn't Jacob Martin have another sack Sunday? He did. So that puts him at three and a half sacks for the year, right? Mm-hmm. Let's see what Jadavian Clowney is doing. Right now, Jadavian Clowney has three sacks on the year. I still stand by GM, Billy O. And when all of these players were going down and it looked like, oh, my gosh, it's going to be another one of those seasons, he made the move for Conley. He brought in Vernon Hargraves. He also brought in Carlos Hyde, made the trade for Duke Johnson. And let's not forget, yes, we traded Clowney for Penis. I get it. But shouldn't that move should have been made when it was Brian Game at the hill? Stop it. Stop it. Find other areas to analyze before we just completely go at Billy O's head. Now, I agree. If he does not win out and make the playoffs, there's definite blame. Understandable, agreeable. But we're going to talk about how that's very possible because the Tennessee Titans are hot. I'm talking about Young Thug, Ghana, and Travis Scott on the remix hot. They're running over teams so much so when they made the switch what Ryan Tannehill was five and one, six and one in his appearances as a starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. They're working on a, uh, a contract extension now to make him the quarterback of the future. Derrick Henry has been running wild. This AFC South division is getting interesting. They play each other two out of the next three weeks, and that's going to decide a lot. So you, you you don't want to miss this episode. You do not. It's going to be super important. And shout out to Duke. I really appreciate the follow and the tweet. I have fun. I'm not going to sleep on you, but I definitely want to make sure I help you with getting some sleep with Casper. The original Casper mattress combines multiple supportive memory foam for a quality sleep surface with the right amount of both sink and bounce. Get $100 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com backslash locked on NFL and use locked on NFL at checkout terms and conditions apply. If you can't visit Casper right now, you can find this and other offers from locked on sponsors at locked on podcast.com backslash offers. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen to locked on Texans only on the locked on podcast network. Cody Davis, Johnson sports guy Hickman is here. Um. Yes, I'm still here. Let John do his little ranting. You know, I had to step aside and let him have the spotlight. But as he mentioned, we are going to talk about the Houston Texans playoff chances as they face off against the Tennessee Titans. But before we do that, just want to give y'all an updated version of the of the AFC playoff standing. Lamar Jackson. MVP, I don't care what no one has to say, has the Baltimore Ravens top of the sea at 11 and 2, followed by the New England Patriots. Kansas City Chiefs. Your Houston Texans is currently number four as followed by Buffalo and Pittsburgh. Tennessee, Cleveland, and Oakland Raiders and the Indianapolis Colts are on the outside looking in. But if the Houston Texans does not come away with a victory on Sunday, that might flip, John. 
Very much so, Bill O'Brien on playing Tennessee two out of the final three games with the AFC South on the line. You know, kept it short. Let's see what happens was his quote. And I got to tell you, Cody, I think everybody should get their popcorn ready. Sit back and really see what this team is made of. Because here's the thing, right? Before I even get into the AFC South shakeup and how competitive it's gotten in the last couple of weeks with the Tennessee Titans, I think everybody's tired of one and dones, right? We're tired of watching this Houston Texan team seems like they're Kentucky Wildcats coached by Coach John Cow. The one and done. <laughs> you make it to the playoffs, y'all. You make it to the playoffs, y'all. You make it to the playoffs, y'all. And so the next three weeks are critical for a lot of reasons. For one, there's always a future. At some point, you look to the, towards the future. If the Tennessee Titans are this good with Ryan Tannehill coming in and really didn't get the, the share of the load in offseason and whatever you want to make of it, look at how dangerous that team could potentially be next year. The coast can be a little better, things of that nature. So the window for you constantly being the favorite to win this AFC South is shrinking. That's point number one. Number two, nobody wants to see you get there and lose again. Sunday was the first game that you've had the entire season after everything has you know transpired and you bring in new guys and Vernon Hargraves feel like he's at home. They've known me for years and years, whatever he wants to say. You had your secondary healthy for the first time. That was a, a crap show. Will Fuller, again, missing the game. So we're going to see a lot about this team. And that is what I'm going to be critical of. I'm going to be critical of the defense, offense, special teams, coaching, time management, the whole nine. But the next three games are important, starting with Tennessee, who has Derrick Henry. And speaking of Derrick Henry, and I'm glad that you say you're going to be critical of the defense because – how many times have we looked at this Texans defense and we say, man, they cannot stop the run game? This is when I'm starting to get nervous because not only are the Houston Texans playing against a team with a great run offense, but they have Derrick Henry might have the best second half season for a running back. In the win against the Oakland Raiders, this is a guy who has ran over for 100 yards for four consecutive games. I'm not too sure if the Texans front seven, especially with J.J. Watt out, I'm not too sure if they're going to have enough to be able to stop this guy. Yeah, and that's the thing. When we look at this Tennessee Titan team, they're just beating you every way. If we look at the last four games for Henry. And I got his numbers right here. Against the Kansas City Chiefs, he ran for 188 yards. Against the Jacksonville Jaguars, 159 yards. Against the Indianapolis Colts, 149 yards. And even though the numbers against the Raiders did not look as good, he still ran for 103 yards. You talk about the future of this team. The Tennessee Titans, even if they don't make the playoffs this year, this is a team where Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, th this is a team that's going to create a problem for not only for the Houston Texans and teams in the AFC South, but for the whole AFC Conference as a whole. Yeah, and it's scary. And, and you mentioned the yards. Let's not forget he got into the end zone seven times during that stretch. So they can find the end zone. They can find it. They smell it. They know what a pylon is. You know, 
And what also makes them scary is the fact that they made a seizing, saving move to bring in Ryan Tannehill, who, by the way, did you see that tackle he had Sunday? <laughs> like, like, are you? Boy, do I don't know about Texas you. quarterbacks that we just built tough down here. <laughs> the Ryan Tannehill, the move that they made, that that shocked me because I did not see that coming. Because if, if if you rewind earlier in the in the season, we had off really. We all wrote the ten, Tennessee Titans off just due to their quarterback situation and you you take a look at what, what what Ryan Tannehill has done over the last few games if there was a second half MVP yes. he and Derrick Henry would, would, would be co-MVPs by far yes yes I still think it'll be Lamar Jackson but I think I think that you know that's a very funny point interesting point too like if there was a <laughs> constellation yeah, well, I mean, the second last, the eight last eight games, look what you did. I think those two guys will be in the race. And the thing about it is, you know, I personally, I'm on record by saying when they brought in Ryan Tannehill, I believe that by week six or seven, he'll take that starting job. I didn't believe in Mariota. I haven't believed in Mariota since his second year in the league. That's a fact. But let me ask you this question. Did you see this type of production from Ryan Tannehill? Uh well we've seen Ryan Tannehill be good before he was just in Miami. We've seen him not like this though. Four thousand yards, but he was just in Miami, and that Miami team itself was terrible. Now he's with Derrick Henry. Now he's with a team that has a defense. Right now the Tennessee Titans are plus five in the turnover ratio. That puts them at number 10 in the league with 20 total takeaways. And in those games, that's what he has. He's benefiting from playing with a very good defense. And also, he's just getting the job done. Like, even if we look at when he started taking over against the Chargers, 312 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, 120 pass rating, right? That's when he first got started. But if we look at his last four games, starting with Kansas City, 181, two touchdowns. Jacksonville, 259, two touchdowns. Indiana, 182, two touchdowns. And in all three of those games, no interceptions. And then Sunday, he has 391, three touchdowns, one interception, pass rating of 140. I go back down to the previous games, 131, 155, 133. Damn near has a pass, a perfect pass rate of once and is close to it. Their, their thing is, what's making them so good is, oh, my gosh, we have to worry about Derrick Henry. That's everybody's game plan, right? But Ryan Tannehill. Is a guy. He's, he's not just a guy. Let me, he's no Mitchell Trubisky. He can actually toss the football. And he's doing it very effectively to the point where he's not giving you pointless turnovers. He's making the best throw, the best read. And then you have Derrick Henry that can just close out the game. Right? That's what's making this Tennessee Titans team so good. They're able to get the interceptions with 11, they're able to cause fumbles. They're able to go out and dominate on both sides of the ball. You have to pick your poison. Are you going to go left? Are you going to go right? Either way, they're going to hit you in your mouth. And then to make matters even worse, when you look at their receiving core, we haven't even talked about A.J. Brown and Corey Davis. Right. Two guys that has, especially A.J. Brown. Like When A.J. Brown came out, it was, oh, can he be the guy that can help Tan I mean, uh, Mariota? And Mariota couldn't help himself. 
and Mariota could not help A.J. Brown. Wasn't working out. Since they've brought in Tannehill, 81 yards, 17 yards in one game. Then he goes off for 135. Then he has 45. And then this past Sunday, he has 153, two touchdowns. In that span, three touchdowns. He's playing tremendous. Projected to end the year off just under 1,000 yards for his rookie year at 959. And I believe he could have had more if he would have had Ryan Tannehill there entire time. Versus the AFC alone, hello, he has 593 yards. So he's comfortable playing against the AFC. It's very interesting. The Texans have a lot they need to do to prepare for this game. I want to talk about what they need to do, not only for the Titans, just making sure that they stayed fast and making it to the playoffs. And when you get to the playoffs, give the city something to talk about, okay? Give them something to look forward to. That's going to be very interesting before we get out of here. And please give us something to look forward to with Spotify Rap. If you are a Spotify listener, use Spotify Rap to show us your top Locked On podcast of the year. Take a screenshot, tag Locked On Live and Locked On Texans on Twitter, and we will share and retweet your posts. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, Locked On Texans. Before we get out of here, I know we in the AFC, but I just want to give y'all a quick update of the NFC playoff standing. San Francisco 49ers are currently top of the conference at number one, followed by the Packers, the Saints, the Cowboys at number four, which I still don't understand how, followed by the Seahawks and the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, that's going to be very interesting now. Next Sunday, when they take on the Texans, that is, when they take on the Tennessee Titans, you know, there may be a chance that Henry won't play. He did, you know, he he, he did get injured uh, this past Sunday, injured his hamstring, but he came out and said, ain't no quitting in me. We know that because he was one yard shy of rushing for 600 yards in the last four <laughs> games. Ain't no quick because you don't stop running. He gonna play. This, he gonna play. This game, this game is it's just it's too important for the Titans, and that's the number one thing I want to talk about. How many games have we seen this Texan team play this year where they just came out completely flat? A uh, quite a few, right? And this it's it's never been like the Texans were just so far ahead of their competition where they can take a game off. And in the NFL where you only have 62 compared to 80, I'm sorry. In the NFL where you only have 16 games compared to 82 for the NBA, 160 for MLB, every week matters. Every Sunday, every Monday, every every Thursday, it matters. They have never been that far ahead of their competition to take games off. But yet and still, we've seen it before. We've seen the Texans go on a very good two-game win streak and then drop an egg. And this game is going to be very important for the Tennessee Titans. We Derek Henry ain't no quitting in him. He wants to play. Tannehill wants to play, and he wants to shine because he has a new contract that's on the line. Also, guys that are around the AFC that are fighting for AFC spots to get into the playoffs for wild cards, and I, I, I'm pretty sure that the Bills and the Steelers are going to wrap this up. They're going to be those wild card spots. I don't, I don't see that that five and six losing positioning. So for the Texans, I think it's going to come down to winning your division. You have to come out hard, play like you want it, right? And I'm tired of people calling out 
the coaching staff for listen, not listen. having your players energized or they're coming out flat. This this isn't this isn't Coca Cola. I'm not made to build you with so much energy that you don't come out flat after a couple shakes. No, you bounce back. We've seen this team get down on themselves early in the game, and they just continue to play it. Plain and simple. Come out like you want. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's not the coaching staff that's going out there making plays on the field. I know they are the leaders of the team. I know that they they set up the game plans and, and they tell the players what to do, but it's up to the players to go out there and not only execute that game plan, but also to perform. I see a lot of people putting blame on Romeo Cannell and Bill O'Brien, but anything about the unnecessary sacks Deshaun Watson takes, the, how terrible the, the Texans' front seven has been, how, how terrible the, se- the, the Texans' secondary has been. At some point, the players and the fans have to, have to look at one another and say, okay, it's the product that's on the field. Not so much the coaching staff. Agreed. Agreed. And, you know, I get it. It's frustrating because we've seen the flashes of greatness. We've seen it. And so whenever you see something that you've wanted for so long, and we know that Houston Texans fans, rightfully so, it's been a long time, and you've – you, you haven't made it far with the talent you have or maybe you barely scraped into the playoffs, whatever you want to look at, however you want to look at it, rather. But we've seen the light. We've seen it before, and now we just want to see it on a consistent game-to-game basis. But they're going to have to come out flat. Also, they have to understand their opponent. The next two out of the three games, you're playing the second-best offense since week seven who's averaging over 30 points. In that span, they've scored 27 touchdowns. You have to know that you're, you're they're going to score. So, hey, your offense has to be ready. You may get in a shootout, but your defense has to put it all on the line. Whitney Merciless, he had a sack, but it was called back. We need for you to play like how you were playing early on in the year when you knew your contract was on the line. Now it feels like you've been playing like, well, I've got it. And, you know, let me not even just say that. Maybe that's unfair considering Watt's gone. You can put blame on, we traded you David Clowney, whatever you want to say about that. I'm not I'm not going to bring him up because when he was out, you were able to get those sacks. We need you to play. Jacob Martin, who has three and a half sacks now on the year, He's feeling in better, but it's only so much I believe he can do. The secondary in Romeo Cornell. Now, I do want to focus on that. Your game plan for Tannehill cannot be the same game plan that it was for Drew Locke. And a wild card is you're still playing Jameis Winston, who is a roller coaster. He will throw you two touchdowns, he will throw you two interceptions. He can throw you in a game. He can throw you out of a game. You have to be prepared for everything your opponent is going to throw at you. We're going to revisit this some more in a week because I definitely want to look at everything. Of course, we have crossover Wednesdays, and I want to look at everything that the Tennessee Titans has done well since Tannehill has taken over and some of the areas that I believe that the Texans can exploit if there's really any to exploit. There's always something you can exploit. There's always something you can you can go after. But 
the the very first thing that I want to say, you know, and again, shout out to the Denver Broncos fans who one one guy DM me, you know, talking that crap, and I love it. I really do. I, I enjoy the competitiveness, but even to the Houston Texas fans, the Texans have to want it. And if you think to yourself, ask yourself, how many times have we seen this team of players just come out lackadaisical, lethargic? Eh, do I want to be here? Do I not got my I got my game check? And I'm not accusing these guys of throwing games or whatever the case is. I don't know. I'm not in the locker room. I'm not on the field. But we've seen games where we've said, why do they look like they're just going through the motion? You can't be the boys in motion on this. Locked on Texans podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. As always, I'm Cody Davis. You can find me on Twitter at Cody Davis, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. And as always, my partner in crime. John, some sports guy Hickman. Follow me on Twitter at some sports guy. Give me a follow. Ask me questions. I'll get them answered on the show. Attack me. Destroy me. Man, you suck. I hate you. Whatever you say, it stinks. Tweet me all of that. I'll have fun. I, I like to go back and forth. I talk about life, food, shrimp. I cook. I listen to music. Sometimes I freestyle in the car by myself. And I sing in the shower, just like the rest of you guys at home listening. Again, give me a follow. Ask some sports guy with two eyes on the end. I will say I'm optimistic. I have to do research, really go in the film room and see how the Texans can attack this Titans team on defense and offense. Won't really give my prediction just yet. We have that at the end of the show, uh, the weekly show that we'll get into. Word from the wise. If you're up 20 points and you lose a lead and you want to complain to the your organization, your job or whatever about a dunk that maybe should have went in, maybe not, <laughs> protest, and now you look like a Saints fan, just don't do it. That's what I have to say, Rockets fan. Don't forget to check out Locked on Rockets. We love the Rockets. We love the NBA. We love basketball. But we love Locked on Texas. Peace. You are Locked on Texans. Your daily podcast on the Houston Texans. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day.